Good morning, everyone. I'm Andrew Howison, and I'm joined by... Sophie Brock. And we're here with Breakfast on the Bridge, Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. KMIH Mercer Island. But first... But first... Ah, hey Islanders, you're listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, the featured morning show of KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, bringing you a smoldering serving of local sports, news, and talk on the island. Grab a plate, grab your cutlery, and enjoy the show. Wow, that that alarm sound really never gets old to me. <laughs> it's, it's scary is what it is. It's scary, and it, it gets me every single time. So how I have to wake up in the morning because um, I'm really – sometimes I like to, to, you know, click snooze, and then go back to mm-hmm. bed. Yeah. Um, and you just can't do that when, when you're running a radio station, right? You have no. to wake up. You have to do prep. You know, you can't just get here a minute before and know what, what you're doing. We have a whole team – um, that has to get here early and make this show as awesome as possible. So what I do is I use my Alexa, which first of all, oh. if you didn't know, you can say, Alexa, play KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, <laughs> and it'll play. But I use my Alexa in the morning, and I um, ask her to set an alarm. And then what I do is I turn off the mic, the, the listening feature so it mm-hmm. doesn't listen. So then when it goes off, I have to physically stand up and walk across my room. Oh. So by the time I'm stood up and across the room, I can't go back to bed. Yeah. You know what? Me too. I do that as well. But actually, I have five alarms set in total, three mm. three minutes after each other, and then 10 minutes, and then another 10 minutes. So I get 10 minutes to sleep, and three minutes, I'm like, okay, I really have to be awake now. Because if I if I don't have those five alarms, and I only have one... Then I will go back to sleep right after that one alarm. It, so you actually so do go back to sleep after the first alarm. I do, but not like dead asleep. You know, it's not I like REM. You just kind of close your eyes and just yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I just I I think if <laughs> if my eyes close, it is disastrous. Yeah, I can't. You know, yeah. it's, it's too risky of a game mm-hmm. to close sometimes, your eyes. Sometimes when I when I wake up, I'll I'll go into the bathroom right away, and then I'll like splash cold water on my face, and then it's like really. You know, it, it really gets me up. Really gets me up. Well, yeah, I, but it was hard to get up this morning. I'll tell you that. It's hard to get up every but we're morning. We're here. We are here, and we're so excited. For breakfast on the bridge. There's so much to talk about. Oh my god. There's always so much to talk about. But everybody had a feature for this morning, and it's going to be awesome. Um. Well, and not only that, just in news. News. Yes. Everywhere we will get to news. I've been hearing. I've been hearing some some. Some dude named Ian? What is that all about? I, I don't know about Ian. I Hopefully we have an Ian expert yeah. who will come in and talk about Ian in just, just a couple of minutes. First, I want to talk about something that was disastrous over the weekend. Sophie, do you know what that was? I do know what that was, but I was luckily, thank God, not caught in the middle of it. I know that it was the closure of I-90 this weekend. It was, if, if I think a lot of people listening... Didn't know what happened. It was hard not to know what happened. Um, There was a crack under a bridge in I-90, and um, they had to close I-90. So when they first closed it on Friday, they reduced it down. Well, they made everyone get off Mm -hmm. um, at Mercer Island and go through the island and then head back on after. So it was right under the island. So people got off at Island Crest Way, and they continued and took the last exit back to Mercer Island. It was... Off Mercer Island? Last exit off Mercer Island? Yep. And it was such a bad, the traffic jam was so bad, people were like 
even down residential neighborhoods because yeah. there's also another way to get on the island, and that's if you're by the old Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. the torn down Boys and Girls Club, and there there was just like straight traffic in every single way. So they started to close that, and then it got so bad, the next day they just decided you can no longer get to Seattle <laughs> from from Mercer Island. They, they said, just they closed no it all for Mercer Island and people trying to get on I-90. And they they didn't communicate that at all. Um, so I knew a lot of people who were betting on getting to Seattle, and then now you have to mm-hmm. go around or take 520. Yeah, there were sporting um, events this weekend. Like, there was a Husky game and, that's and the a tough Seahawks part. game yeah, it and was, Mercer's. It was, it was really poor timing to do that. And they said they had to wait a couple of months because of supply chain issues, mm-hmm. an excuse I feel like everyone loves to use. Um <laughs> But, and you know, they had to wait until it's hot enough, but really bad timing that there's both a Husky game and a Seahawks game on Saturday and then Sunday night. I feel like, you know, maybe they could have done it on a on a Wednesday or a Thursday. I don't know. Maybe that would have been worse. I just feel like a Saturday and Sunday yeah. with sporting events, a lot of people might um But, you know, people are commuting to, commuting to work. They are. On they are. And, and at first they started to let buses through. And I don't know if Theo would know this, if on Saturday or Sunday they were still letting buses through um, down. But it, it was it was really disastrous. They actually did open it up midday Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought it was going to be Monday, but it was open pretty early on Sunday, which yeah. was nice. But um, a lot of people were upset. There was a lot of mm-hmm. blame to go around because it's it's tough when you, you know, that's a major road. And if right. you don't close it – and, you know – what. Um, the Washington State um, Department of Transportation. Wasdot. Yep, what was that? They um, they communicated it, and a lot of news did. But this article that I was reading about the New York Times, they said with so much information going out, it's hard to cut through the white noise. Every day there's all this information getting blown at you, and it's mm-hmm. not like they didn't talk about it. It's just I think there's so much information. It's just hard for people to really take that and really – Right. Re- read it and then really internalize it as, oh, mm-hmm. now I have to change what I'm doing. So speaking of the news, I do want to welcome um, Miles Avales, our news director here at KMIH, and he's going to tell us some great news. Topping off our news today, a Category 3 hurricane named Hurricane Ian has hit Cuba, bringing 125 mile per hour winds, flash floods, and mudslides to the island nation. Tens of thousands of Cuban residents have been told to flee their homes or seek shelter in safer parts of Cuba. By Wednesday morning, Hurricane Ian is expected to make contact with Florida. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has declared a state of emergency. Here in Washington, four miles of US-2 West near Skykomish County have closed due to the Bolt Creek Fire. Washtod is instructing drivers to avoid the area. The Bolt Creek Fire has been raging since September 10th and has burned over 11,000 acres. Local residents have been warned to prepare for an evacuation. Now let's take you to news from the world of science and technology. Hi, I'm Sophia, and this is STEM news you can use. Tropical storm Ian continues to strengthen as evacuations begin in Florida. The storm strengthened into a hurricane on Monday as it continued on its course towards Cuba and Florida causing hurricane watches to be issued on Florida's west coast. Some evacuations have been ordered, with more expected as Ian draws closer. The storm is moving west. As of Monday, the storm has had maximum sustained winds of 75 miles per hour. Ian has been forecasted to intensify rapidly 
into a major hurricane, Category 3 or greater. The storm could ultimately reach Category 4, which means sustained winds from 130 miles per hour to 156 miles per hour. Space junk could be salvaged by companies with funding from the UK. Clear Space and Astroscale have been awarded $4 million from the UK Space Agency to design missions to remove existing pieces of space debris. Once the designs are complete, the teams could be given more funding for the missions to be launched in 2026. There are estimated to be 130 million pieces of space debris orbiting Earth, from tiny flecks of paint from spacecraft to old satellites, spent rocket bodies, and even tools dropped by astronauts. The debris can stay in orbit for hundreds of years and present danger to satellites and the services that they deliver. The UK currently leads standard setting to make space activities more sustainable. If you're thinking of getting your DNA tested, genealogy company Ancestry.com will soon be able to see which side of the family any DNA matches have been found. This new feature launches this week, letting users see more easily where matches fall on their family tree. Previously, people could manually place people on one side of their family tree as they learn more about their matches. Now, it'll happen automatically. Ancestry says this side view will have a 95% precision rate for 90% of customers. I'm Sophia, and this was STEM News You Can Use. Thank you, Sophia, for bringing us STEM News You Can Use. Recently, Facebook's parent company, Meta, has announced that they took down a network of 84 fake Facebook accounts from China. The accounts posed as Americans posting divisive messages regarding gun rights and abortion in an alleged attempt to interfere with the midterm elections. Facebook says that although the network of accounts was unlikely to have made a major impact, it marks a significant change from the 2020 elections, where China considered interfering but ultimately deemed it too risky. Locally, a student here at MIHS has made headlines for coming first place in a global art competition, beating out over a half million contestants from across nearly 80 countries worldwide. The competition, put on by Toyota, asked contestants to, to draw their dream car, What was this student's dream car, you ask? A flying harp surrounded by a symphony of flowers and musical instruments. Here's Grace Go with the story. That's Ava Yeh. She's an award-winning nationally recognized harpist, but lately she's been in the news for something other than her music skills, and everyone knows her name. Parents, students, teachers, and even local news networks all over the country. Yeah, I heard she won a big award. Yeah, I know Eva. She won the Toyota Award. Yeah, Eva won that big art contest. I know she's just very talented. And the award? It was from a competition hosted by one of the world's largest vehicle companies, Toyota. And she also won $18,000. Between practicing for the Seattle Youth Symphony Orchestra, preparing for national competitions, and studying for her bucket load of AP classes, she barely has any time. But she graciously sat down with us today to talk a little bit more about her global victory. What was your reaction when you found out that you were the number one winner? I was really shocked. When I first entered it back in January, I knew that I had won the national level and I was already like super shocked and I was like, oh my God. I don't know. It was hard to wrap my mind around like how big of a number that was. So I was definitely really shocked. Definitely. That is a very large sum of money. Mm. So you get to keep 8,000 for yourself and 10 grand goes to our school. What kind of change do you want to see being made with that money? So for the 
the school, I'm hoping that the money can go to the school orchestra program and also the arts programs because I think music and like art funding is really important, especially in public schools. And especially me, I was introduced to a lot of my musical exposure was through the school, the school orchestra program. I think just recreating that for other kids. So again, the prompt of this competition was to draw your dream car. And as much as I would like to see a harp violin car mm-hmm. sailing through the clouds, that might not be possible in our immediate future. So my <laughs> big question for you is, what is your dream car? Well, right now, I, the car that I drive is my mom's, and it can't currently connect to my the radio station I listen to, which is Classical King FM. So I guess my dream car would be something that can connect to that, and of course, 88.9 The Bridge. As Ava makes her way through her junior year of high school, she hopes to continue her passion for both music and art and share her talents with the world. This has been Grace Go reporting for KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. An amazing story from Grace Go and Ava Ye, two staff members here at KMIH. You can catch this show they host together, Rice and Shine, every Sunday at 9 a.m. I'm Miles Alvarez bringing you your morning news update on Breakfast on the Bridge. Now back to your host, Andrew and Sophie. She saved herself at the end. I was getting worried when she said her favorite radio station. Yeah, me too. And she didn't start with KMIH. <laughs> I was, I was, whew, I, I got a little nervous there. Me too. Me too. That's amazing, though. I know. That it's, is really special. I've seen the um, the artwork, and it is just beautiful. I don't know mm-hmm. how many. First of all, I don't know how she has time to do an amazing podcast, orchestra, and paint, or I don't know. I think she might have done it um, digitally. But how do you have time to and, make? And she's a junior in high school. I mean, she's taking got APs. homework, too. Yeah. That's no, crazy. it's a lot, and she's just amazing. Yeah, congrats to you, Ava. That's really special. Um, really, really cool stuff. You know, I think the hurricane names, the way they name them is just, it's funny It's for a little me. ironic. It's, yeah. How something it, can cause so much destruction, yet have such a cute little name. Ian? Ian. Well, and you know, what? I, I was talking to our instructor, Joe, and um, this might have been last year, and he gave me a whole history about hurricanes, mm-hmm. um, which I forgot. But I do know one thing. Once they use a name, they'll never use it again. That's true. So so there's Ida. Yep. Hurricane Andrew was a bad one. Oh. That hit Florida. Um, and I just wonder, do you think we ever run out of names? I, I mean, mean, we have to start no. getting to crazy names in, you know, 10 to 15 years. I mean, don't you think? If we keep going, <laughs> I mean, you're running out of e- – there's only so many Ians and Aarons and, you know, I don't know if they have Sophie yet. I think but- they have a Hurricane Sophie, yeah. I think there was a hurricane. Well, then I guess there's Sophie, and then I oh, yeah. I don't know what they start doing once they run out of I mean, there's only so many names. Maybe they'll have to give them numbers, like Sophia 2 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia the sequel, <laughs> hitting Florida, evacuate yeah. now. Yeah. Well, really, it's just been s- such terrible weather down there, and that is just tragic for a lot of those people who live down there. But there are cleanup crews and people helping and evacuating the civilians down there, so... Hopefully everyone stays safe and there isn't too much damage to be to be to be had. I want to briefly jump back to our little island. Piggybacking here. off that P- comment. <laughs> well, you can't really piggyback <laughs> off that comment. I do want to talk about something that's gonna stir up the community for the better, and that is the homecoming oh festivities. Goodness. Sophie, homecoming. do you want to talk about that? Well, I think the most important topic to talk about surrounding homecoming is the homecoming parade that 
<clears throat> Mr. Andrew is planning. Andrew, tell us about that parade. What's going on there? Oh, I'm so excited to tell you about the homecoming parade. <laughs> this year, um, me and my amazing group of, of um, other students in leadership, we sat down and we said, you know, how do we how can we make this year better than years in the past? And the biggest question was, are we going to keep it in downtown or are we going to keep it um, near the high school? And we decided to keep it near the high school. So it's going to be at 5 p.m. at the Upper Northwood lot. And we really want to keep it at the high school because we want all of our festivities around the high school. We don't want people to have to drive downtown and then have to mm-hmm. come up for the football game. We want the parade to go through. And then we want the parade to end, and then we want to have um, we want to have people already here around the high school, and we want them just to come in. and It's a whole evening of homecoming festivities. So I really hope you can come out 5 p.m. at the Upper Northwood lot. It'll be all around the stadium and ending around our band lot. So anywhere on those roads, like 92nd Avenue, you're able to stand there and listen. So. And see all the amazing floats and cheer and band. It's always so fun. There's so many. And this year we're letting in clubs. It's a whole community event. Mm-hmm. And sports as well, too, I think, right? If sports want to want to come in, you're welcome to have a float. Um, so check that link out if you're a student here at MIHS. It's on Schoology, if you know what that is. It did close last did night, close. however. Okay, Which my is bad. annoying. Whoops. But there is plenty. <laughs> Orchestra. Ava will be happy. Orchestra will be represented. Yes. Um, we'll have QSA represented. Also, I think um, the most important thing to note what is for the most our 88.9 listeners, our very famous, very special Bridgemobile woo, will woo. be included in the floats. It so, will be. It will be. Yes. Miss Natalie will be up there driving it. That <laughs> thing. Props to Natalie. She's our coordinator. Um, direct Public outreach. Public outreach. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, she drives that thing. I would not drive that thing. She drives it well, too. She drives it well. That thing starts <laughs> up maybe a quarter of the time. Can no way be good for the environment. The thing, the Six way shifts. that that smells, I think wherever <laughs> we drive that, there's a hole in the ozone layer that opens up <laughs> as we drive that. We oh, probably no. shouldn't be saying that because they're, they're going to get the, the cops to test it if it's a mission. <laughs> it is not a mission safe, I bet. Wow. Um, but it's our, it's our, it holds everything and it yeah. does what we need We've it to do. We've taken that to Seafair. Elementary events, homecoming last year. I've cleaned it. Andrew's cleaned it. Andrew has a car detailing service. He'd like me to plug it for you. Um, <laughs> if you'd like, please contact Andrew Housen at gmail1.com, <laughs> and he'll detail your car for you. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're so excited for homecoming. Yeah, it's going to be great. If you can be there, be there to cheer on the high school, the radio station, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and everything else. I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be so much fun. And the community hasn't had – I mean, last year we had one. Um, it wasn't, I think, as big or as um, – it wasn't as big and it wasn't as powerful as I think um, the community needs. Yeah, and I, I something I think is really special about Homecoming Week, I think it's definitely my favorite part, is the, is the Spirit Week. Yes. So, so let's see. Monday. What is Monday? What do we start with? That Monday? is our spirit, um, our spirit, our color wars. So color every wars, grade okay. has a different color. So right. us seniors, I'm only going to share the seniors because that's the only important one. We're Saturn, <laughs> so we're going to be wearing all white. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday is Adam Sandler Day. Yep. Wednesday is Y2K Fashion yep. Day. That's also my birthday. So oh, I yes. will be pulling up yep. in Y2K fashion okay. on my birthday. Okay. Thursday, what's Thursday? Um, freshmen and seniors are cowboys. 
<laughs> and sophomores and juniors are aliens. Aliens. I awesome. would have liked to be an and alien. And then Friday is obviously extreme in my spirit. Yep. Yeah, Black yeah. in maroon gear. Yes, yes. I'm so excited. I love homecoming, homecoming spirit weeks. And I think what's really special about it is that it's not just the seniors doing it, right? Yes. Like it's every single student in every single classroom. And teachers, too, are wearing things for spirit days. And I really think that's so special about our high school community. And let me tell you, the freshmen this year... They're crazy. Crazy. My brother's a freshman. Shout out, Will. <laughs> the spirit they are bringing, it is, if not, as crazy as the seniors, I feel like. Yeah. And yeah. that is something that we don't see. They're way blown out the water, the sophomores and juniors. I don't even know <laughs> what they're doing. Um, what they, are they having for breakfast in the morning? I, I don't even I know. I do not know. It is, it is just crazy. Um <laughs> the amount of spirit they've brought and it really it, it makes me happy about that speaking of a sophomore slash junior we have <laughs> Haley, who has won a new york times podcast also amazing just like ava mm-hmm. um just doing amazing things we want to highlight this new york times podcast because yeah. it did win out of thousands of it's entries a really moving story um over the country so we're going to um pl- have you have a listen to that, and we'll be back after Haley plays um, When the Water is Calm, New York Times winner. In the open water, we were chased by a ship, a very big boat, much bigger than us. Uh, whether it's a military or it's a pirate boat, we would never know, but they keep chasing us for hours. That was my dad, Tin Nguyen. He escaped Vietnam in 1986 at 13 years old. His journey through open water, arriving at a refugee camp to coming to America, is one experience out of the hundreds of thousands of Vietnamese boat people. But what does that name truly mean? His story cannot be defined by three words. I am Haley Nguyen, and today I will be projecting the journey of Vietnamese immigrants through my dad, an experience that is not often explored. After Saigon fell in 1975, millions of Vietnamese people were displaced. The exceeding amount of refugees marked the beginning of the exodus from Vietnam. Hoping to escape the chaos of post-war destruction and communist rule, people seeked freedom in other parts of the world. My dad explains the dangers of doing so. After the war, no one could leave the country. It's under communism. If you intend to leave the country, you are contradicting or betraying the regime, the government. They can put you in prison. In fact, my dad's older brother had to serve time in prison after getting caught trying to escape. It's a feat of trial and error with secrecy being the key to leaving undetected. My dad explains the other factors to leaving and why his parents chose him out of 11 siblings to be the first to escape. You have to know who are operating the boats. And secondly, you have money. Fortunately, there was enough money if you just send me along. I think during that time, they feel that I might be old enough to self-manage and be able to be responsible to help take care of them if I ever succeeded. My dad was only 13 years old and left on this treacherous journey alone. So let's start from the beginning. September 30th, 1986, the day my dad left. That afternoon, his friend took him to their fishing boat, where the friend's older brother canoed them to one of the secluded rendezvous spots to wait. They don't want to put all the people in one spot. They want to scatter all these people out in places along the shore. When I mentioned the beach shore, it's not like the beach that most people are familiar here in America. We were in really deep mud and very dense bushes. We hit there all night long until about 2 to 3 a.m. in the morning. 
The boat was around 20 feet long and held 32 crowded passengers. It was a family-made wooden boat with low sides. My dad scrambled on, getting down right away, staying as quiet as possible. Everyone remained hidden as they slowly headed to the open water. This is the most critical part of escaping because we want to get out the water border of Vietnam. And the boat slowly went out without making any waves. By the time that we got into the open water, it's about morning already. Open water. An expansive ocean that's distant from shore with no nearby land. It represented freedom since it meant they were on their way. But to where? My dad didn't know where the destination was. They just continued heading west. So I guess open water has a dual meaning, a coin per se. One side, a spark of hope, but when flipped, it's a warning of the unknown. I was uh, kind of shocked at first because for the first time in my life, I realized that I couldn't see any land at all. I think at that moment that I felt I was a little bit scared because I started to realize that I might not be able to see my parents or family ever again. My dad's boat was progressing through the ocean until on the fifth day, the engine stopped. I'm not sure why it stopped. I don't recall exactly, and maybe the adults didn't tell us, but I suspect that we ran out of gas or there's something wrong with the engine. So we floated on the open water for for hours until we encounter our first cargo ship. People were shouting and crying tears of relief, thinking they were being rescued. Bread and water was tossed down, but the foreigners disappeared back on deck, their cargo ship cruising away. The happiness drained. They were still stuck on open water, still waiting for anybody to save them. So they kept floating, day and night, the boat rocking with the waves. But on the sixth day, they encountered the second cargo ship, Beja. My dad still remembers the name. And that boat actually made our dreams come true and rescued us because we didn't know how long we could sustain in the water. I remember sitting on the side of the boat, reaching down to the water, and I could touch the water. We were very fortunate that there wasn't any big waves because with any bigger waves, I would guarantee that the boat would be capsized and we would all be drowned. Two days later, the cargo ship Beja arrived at a refugee camp in Singapore. My dad, finally on land, after eight days out at sea, successfully traveled to the open water. But his story does not stop there. He stayed at the refugee camp for a few months before coming to America, marking the beginning of his next journey, navigating a new country at 14 years old, alone. Such a moving story. Yeah. I, I can like- definitely see why it won the New York Times podcast competition. And she that leads into really a part cool. two. Mm-hmm. Now her dad is here. Part two, navigating America. Yeah. Which in itself. At 14 could, years old. Yeah. Which, in, 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 you know, not knowing anything about America, mm-hmm. that could be a whole nother hours podcast. I mean. Yeah. They make whole movies off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, thank you for that, Haley. That is an awesome podcast. You rock. Truly amazing. I need a, I want to lead into something super important. Um, to talk about as well, maybe not as important or maybe more important, depending on who you are. And that is our sports. We have Sophie Hill, not to be confused with Sophie Proc yes. or Sophie Cartwright or Sophia, Sophia Lozano. Lozano, Lozano. Or, <laughs> Lozano. <laughs> Sophia Lozano. Lasagna. What, <laughs> not, or Sophie, Sophia, um, um, our sports director, who oh, isn't doing it. Uh, what's your last name? Why can't you Lozano. think of it? <laughs> Azano. Azano. But, and <laughs> a lot of Sophias. I'm getting on a ramble. Sophie Hill, take us away with the sports. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. 
Today, Seahawks fans are mourning Sunday's loss against the Atlanta Falcons. In the first half, the Seahawks had taken the lead and seemed to be on track for a win. But even with a strong start, the Seahawks ended up losing 23-27 to after a devastating third quarter. Even though the Seahawks seem to be out of luck, the Huskies are rising through the NCAA football ranks after crushing Stanford 40-22. to With this win, the Huskies are now ranked 15th in the nation. Baseball fans are all on edge as New York Yankees player Aaron Judge chases Roger Maris's record for the most home runs in one season. The number to beat is 61, and Judge is currently at 60. As for our very own Mercer Island High School teams, girls soccer will have an away game against our rivals Bellevue High on Thursday. Also on Thursday, the varsity volleyball team will face off against Liberty High at the MIHS gym, so make sure to tune in at 7 p.m. to hear live play-by-play. Lastly, Mercer Island football plays Hazen this Friday, and hopefully will secure the first win of the season. This has been Sophie Hill with this week's sports updates. And now here's Jenna with this week's captain interviews. What's up, KMIH? It's Jenna Martin, and today I'm here with two of the tennis captains, Ajay and Noah. How are you guys today? I'm doing good. We're chilling. How's your guys' season going? 6-0 and on the year. I think we dropped two matches total, so that's pretty impressive for us. We're better than all the other teams usually, but mm-hmm. like we, we also want to dominate. That's exciting. How long have you guys been playing? I've been playing since I've probably been like four or five years old. I had like my peak when I was like eight to ten. <laughs> I was playing a lot. But I mean, I still play, like, but not even close to as much as I did. I mean, for me, it's kind of different. When we were younger, he was always way better than me because he played way more. Like in middle school and the start of high school, like I really started focusing on it. And then my transition shifted from like USTA tennis, you know what that means. It's like the tournaments. It's like just the league for tennis. I transitioned from focusing on that to focusing on high school tennis. When I focus on high school tennis, I'm focusing on playing doubles because I'm mostly a doubles player. High school tennis kind of like revived my my love for tennis because it's so fun. Did playing high school tennis make you want to become a captain? I think my motivation for captain was I saw what we could do better. So I was like, if I can be captain, I can implement these changes. Yeah, that's that's a good, that's a great example. And it also, like, the teams, I know Brandon Chu, the third captain, he does this really well. He gets the team hyped up for the matches, and that's just something that captains do for the team, and it's fun. Do you guys all have a different attribute that balances out? I'm kind of the guy that's like organization. I'm always communicating with our coach, Ron. Brandon's obviously, he's a flag dude. So obviously <laughs> he's the spirit guy. And Noah's kind of managing like the players. So like we kind of all have our different role. I'm managing the coach. Noah's managing players and Brandon's managing the spirit. That's a good balance. What yeah. motivates you to be a better leader? Um, to be a better leader, I think, well, just making, this, making sure the team is, everybody's getting playing time. And we have a really deep team, so it's fine. Like, we could have some of the guys that are normally on the bench. They play for one match or two matches, and we'll still win just because we have a good team, and I want everybody to have fun. I'm motivated by winning. Sometimes it can get a little boring if you're always, like, crushing these teams. So, like, when you're winning and you get those big matches against Bellevue, like Washington and Newport, when you win those, then you're just more motivated to, like, keep on pushing your team to, like, practice in the offseason because tennis— Unlike other high school sports, tennis doesn't really have an off-season program. Our off-season program is just playing at our own individual clubs. Usually it's the Mercer Island Country Club. As captains, we have to motivate and make sure these guys are playing over the off-season because there's really no off-season program for us to track. Do you have any songs that help motivate you guys? No. Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, yesterday I asked Cohen to play this song called Digits by Young Thug. I like that song a lot. But usually Cohen's just playing a bunch of house music. He's got a huge speaker, and it's fun. It gets us hyped up before the match. Yeah, for reference, Cohen's on the team also, and he's a big DJ. So when we play at practice, 
It's like this year is the first year we did it. And it's really fun. Like plays all these good songs, like these house music, like DJ remixes. I don't know what you call them. Like this that pump it up song. Oh my god, that song <laughs> is great to play too. Because you're just like when you're listening to that song, you're just always on your feet and you just have energy to just like smash the ball. But sometimes it backfires. But it's good. Do you guys listen to music while you're playing? Well, uh, practice. Well, practice. If we're not playing a match, and yes, definitely. As the captains, we kind of have say in what yeah, we do. So we we tell them that music helps us, and he believes us. So yeah. that's good. That's good. Thank you guys for joining me today. Yeah. Come support MI Boys Tennis at home Wednesday, September 28th against Hazen for an exciting match. You know what? Digits by <laughs> Young Thug is my favorite song of all time. They're so funny. A Jay's in the first period, and they are just... Yeah, <laughs> they are great. They are great tennis captains. They bring a lot of spirit to Mercer Island High School and the tennis team, and that's that's really special. So thank you, OJ and Noah. That was a great interview. Uh, managing the coach is what OJ <laughs> said. That is hilarious coming yeah. from OJ. Um, he's in our first period as well as... Um, Noah. Oh, uh, is Noah... I, yeah. Noah's in first Ooh, period. Ooh, I don't know if Noah's in first period. Is, is that bad? Okay, no, he is. Yep. Whoops, sorry, Noah. Um... <laughs> Jay Swiss. Jay Swiss. <laughs> so funny. Jay Swiss. He's the school DJ. Cohen. Shout yeah, him out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is one more sport I would like to talk about. I think it's called, hmm, it has the word ball in it. Uh, is it golf ball? Oh, no, no, no. Not Go- golf ball. Golf is it ball? tennis ball? No, 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 no. Not tennis ball. Is it? Tennis? Oh, football? I think it's volleyball. Volleyball? Did someone say volleyball? Oh, it's volleyball, Sophie. What's that? I don't know what that is. Well, do you know if volleyball is playing at all? Volleyball is playing this Thursday at home, 7 p.m. Be there or be square. Be there or be square. You heard it here, Sophie (laughs) Proc. We're going to lead into one of my favorite musicians of all time. Oh, really? And that is Harry Styles' music for a sushi restaurant. Just came out a couple months ago. Let's give it a listen, and we'll be back right after the song. I'm not going to get lost I'm 
Sushi restaurant. I love that song. That wasn't even close to the key. I thought you'd be like, ba -da -ba, ba -da -ba, ba -da -ba. <laughs> Andrew, you couldn't see, but Andrew was jamming to that song this morning. I was doing the stanky leg. <laughs> sturdy with it. And then I was sturdy with the stanky leg. And then I reversed to the other stanky leg. Next yeah. up, I have the honor of introducing a Harry, Fi <laughs> Harry Files, Harry Styles. Major Bam. fan, super fan. <laughs> Biggest fan ever, Harry Styles, if you're listening to this. Come to Can My H. Ellie Sadler, music director, welcome. Harry Styles enthusiast. Ellie, Hi. welcome. Thanks. Hi. <laughs> how are you doing, Ellie? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. I heard After that song, he's fantastic. Uh, yeah, your moves are quite impressive. I was breaking out a sweat towards the end of there. Um, you were in New York. That is correct. You went to the Harry Styles concert. That is also correct. Tell me about it. So... Harry Styles is doing a residency tour. And what does that mean? You said that earlier, and I didn't want to ask, so I wanted to save it. What is a residency tour? So it basically means that instead of like going to a new place every night, he like stays in one place for multiple nights. So he was in New York for 15 nights. I think he's doing L.A. for 15 nights. And then he's going to a couple of other places for like five nights, I think. Um so, yeah, he was in New York, and for my birthday present, I got to go and see one of his concerts, and it was super fun. He was at Madison Square Garden, which is such an iconic venue, and iconic. it was so exciting. That's a great birthday present. Yeah, I was very lucky. Shout out to mother and father, Sadler. <laughs> were they the ones who got you that? Yes, they were. Very nice of them. Aww. So, tell me the emotions. Give us some imagery, as Miss Stafford would say, my junior... English teacher, give me some imagery into that night. What were you feeling? What were Literary you feeling? Devices. What were you hearing? How were you feeling? So, going to a Harry Styles concert is an event in itself. Um, I think there was not a single person there that didn't either have sparkles or a boa. Um, everyone was dressed to the nines. It was the biggest fashion show ever. It was so entertaining to just like walk to your seat and see everyone. Um, Everyone was really happy. It was really nice to be there because sometimes concerts are scary and, like, people aren't necessarily in the best mood. But everyone there was so happy and it was so fun. Um, it was super cool. Harry, it was either Harry or Madison Square Garden. One of the two gave everyone boas. So, like, as you were going to your seat, you got a boa, which was really cool. That's so cute. Um, it was adorable. And something that I thought was really funny was they were there were workers there that were vacuuming the feather boas on the floor. It was the funniest <laughs> oh. thing. Oh, that is so special. Well, 
You know, I, I've been to a few concerts in my day, but I can just imagine how cool seeing Harry Styles live at Madison Square Garden is. Like, that is so cool. It, it's definitely one of, like, my top concerts. It was so cool. Um, I'm going to play a little clip of As It Was, which is his the number one song on the Billboard top charts right now. It was so cool to hear live. So here's a little bit of that. Andrew, is that your favorite song? <laughs> As you heard, singing. there's a little bit of background noise from me. <laughs> that song also gets me excited. And it, you know what else is really cool what? about As It Was? Not only is it number one, it is now the longest running number one billboards from no a way. British artist. Really? Beat out Wait, Elton Harry John. Styles is British? Just kidding. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I just looked that up. It was actually today, I think. Was oh. the day there was a bunch of articles wow. about it, so that was easy um, to look up. Do I know I've seen on Instagram? Not that I'm a Harry Styles fan, but sometimes his concerts show up. Um, yeah. Do people throw things at him at your concert? I, I've seen people did throw people, things. What, what they do they throw? throw? It was so concerning. I mean, it was nothing like hard or anything that could really hurt him. Like but- a brick. Because <laughs> no bricks one... can get into concerts. <laughs> I don't know. They're throwing things at him. Some stuff are getting through concerts. Sorry. What, what, yeah. what, what would they throw at Sir um, Styles? I think at our concert, he was thrown. There was a flag that was thrown. There was also a boa, cowboy hat, um, and I think a pair of sunglasses. And then there were a bunch of other things, but like I didn't really see what yeah, they were. It's kind of scary. I've seen a lot of people like. Like throwing random things. Like sometimes people will throw their phones up on concerts. That is venues. so scary. Yeah, cause to like get the artist to take a video for them, right? But then sometimes you just end up losing your phone. Right? I, like, I what do you do if they the don't phone. care? Like, what do you. <laughs> yeah, like, care. you just lose your phone? Yeah. A risk. Scary. A risk. Some. What, what are Harry Styles fans called? You know? No. I don't either. I don't Stylers. either. Stylers. Is that what they're called? No, I don't up. know. Okay, we're calling them I mean, stylers. that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. It, that makes sense. It's a risk the stylers have to take. I you know, like throw up your phone. I feel like definitely have a name. But yeah. Iris Cadreward. Yeah. Um, do you have any more clips you want to play? Like, another favorite song? I want to hear one more. I just want to imagine myself in New York City listening to um, one of my least favorite artists. <laughs> just kidding i love harry styles oh um, yeah i'm gonna play what makes you beautiful it's actually a one direction song but harry oh, sang it that's so sweet um yeah and it was super fun so here's what makes you beautiful Yeah, so I love that song. It was so fun. The venue was literally shaking. Oh my gosh. Like, it was kind of concerning how, like, shaky the venue was. 
It was not normal. <laughs> a lot of movement from the fans. Yeah. Everyone out of their 100%. seats. A hundred percent. There was like, in the pit, there was like a dance that everyone just knew how to do. It was like so... Like flash mob? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like they just like, <laughs> uh, like when this song started playing, they just started dancing and everyone knew it. And I was like, how do, how is this happening? Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Was it like a, like a tough dance or was it like a very simple dance? No, it was like a line dance. What? Yeah, it was so crazy. I want to learn it. That'd be kind of fun. We're doing that homecoming assembly. We're going to have <laughs> please, a flash mob. Please. What a great idea That's is that. That's actually really good We idea. get everyone down there bumping <laughs> to some great music. There's nothing better. Ellie, I we want to thank you for telling us a little bit about Harry Styles. We know a, yeah. I know a lot of people who love Harry Styles. <laughs> yes. um, I actually Andrew used to, himself. I used to be a big Harry Styles hater. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah, now <laughs> okay. I actually really, he's like not my favorite artist, but I, I do like some of his stuff. I do like uh, some of his good. stuff. That's good. You've um, grown. As it was, um, Sign of the Times gets me really sad. Sign of the Times once is in a, a while. good song. Um, he has a couple other bangers. So thank you for enlightening us, and we hope New York and the entirety of the um, concert was fun. Garden. Yeah, and Mar- Madison Square Garden was all good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. We're going to actually transition back piggyback off piggyback that as sophie off that said comment. and we're gonna talk about something of the week yes we do a lot of blank of the weeks yes we do if anyone knows you can text us at 206-275-9104 put in your guess right now of what you think it might be food of the week might be dance of the week animal of the week animal of the week sports of the week favorite color of the week <laughs> club of the week um, we don't have our text messaging systems up, so we'll look at them after. It is Club of the Week with Elise McDonald, and you ready to give a, a listen to that, Sophie? I'm ready. Hit that, Here's Andrew. Club of the Week with Elise McDonald. Hello, I'm Elise McDonald on 88.9 The Bridge, and welcome to Club of the Week, where each week we shine a new light on a club here at MHS. For this week, I have Sabrina, the president of International Club, here to tell us a little more about it. So International Club is basically a club where we like to gather and we like to connect with other people through both food and with different activities to learn about other cultures and about different countries. We also are the club that hosts and helps integrate all the different exchange students. So you can definitely join by following our MIHS International Club Instagram. Um, and you can also find out a lot of more information by either emailing my school email, sabrina.chan at mic400.org, or you can reach out to any of our other officers. We definitely have a lot of posters up around the school, so if you just take a quick picture, you definitely will be able to find different ways to reach us. All right, thank you so much for coming on the station today, Sabrina. Of course, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And to you too, thanks for listening to Club of the Week here on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. Thank you, Elise, for that. That was a great little feature. I love International Club. There are so many special clubs here at Mercer Island High School. I think we've got to have at least more than 100. It's, it's really cool how many. No, maybe not more than 100. But we have a few. We have a few clubs, and they all have different special things about them. So thanks for sharing, Elise. Um, it Right now... In September, it is September 27th, Tuesday, uh, it is Hispanic Heritage Month, and that <laughs> means we have yet another feature for you, and this one was done by someone named Sophie. <laughs> Ooh, so go ahead yikes. and play that for us, yikes. Andrew. Yikes, I know. Here's Sophie Proc, Hispanic Heritage Month feature. 
What is Hispanic Heritage Month? 88.9, it's Sophie Prock, and I'm here to tell you. Hispanic Heritage Month, not to be confused with Dia de los Muertos, began Thursday, September 15th, and will be celebrated until Saturday, October 15th. Why is it in between two calendar months, you may ask? That's a great question. Hispanic Heritage Month is celebrated between September and October because it is recognizing many Latin American countries' independent states, including Mexico, Chile, Costa Rica, and El Salvador. In 1968, President Lyndon B. Johnson signed a bill designating the week of September 15th as National Heritage Week. When signed, he acknowledged the contribution made by America's people of Hispanic descent. Now, it is celebrated for a month-long time period, which actually didn't happen about 20 years after the initial signage of the bill. Hispanic Heritage Month is observed to educate the American people on who Latinx folks are today and to provide context for communities that may not be in the media as often. To celebrate, educate yourself on Hispanic heritage or have a conversation with someone you know who is of Hispanic descent. For more resources, visit www.hispanicheritagemonth.gov. Thanks for tuning in, 88.9. Now back to music and conversation that spans generations. Yeah, so that was a little bit about Hispanic Heritage Month. And I, this year, I'm taking AP Spanish language with um, the wonderful Spanish teacher, Profe Parnes. And it's such Profe. a special class. Profe! And I've been in Spanish classes um, my whole high school and uh, middle school career here at Mercer Island. And I'm a big fan of Spanish culture, so I thought I would share a little bit about that. And Dia de los Muertos is coming up really soon. That is my favorite holiday. It is November 1st and 2nd. Um, and I will have more features and more music um, prepped for 88.9 listeners then. If you just joined us, we know our web player was down. We apologize. We don't know why um, the web player was down. Um, we heard it was just repeating a song for uh, about 40 minutes. So Same we song. apologize if you if you did stick and listen to that. I, I'm not uh, guessing much people did, but... <laughs> If if you're just joining, we went over the news, the sports, had an awesome segment about Harry Styles, and now we're slowly starting to wrap up. But we have plenty more in these past 10 minutes. They're going to be action-packed. Um, I think, Sophie, it's only right that we lead into a song that you really like. Will you talk about this song a little bit? I, I can talk about this song a little bit. This is a really popular song in Mexico. Um, it's called La Bamba, and it's a great month for a great song for Hispanic Heritage Month. So go ahead and play that. Let's intro. listen to it. La Bamba. Here we go.
love that song. It's such a such a jam, and Andrew loves it too. Obviously, <laughs> I think I just I like all music. I mean, every every yeah. song we've played has been a banger. We had a pretty good music filled morning show this morning. Well, that's what it should be, music and conversation that spans generations. You are correct. Me, Andrew and I actually did do a presentation on Mexico in comparative government this week, um, and we did Last play week. that song for the class. They loved it, so hopefully you guys loved it as well. <laughs> it's it That class is really interesting, actually. It is. Um, it is. We just took a really tough quiz, but you know, I, I like Mr. Well, Kinsey. I think he's great. Someone thought it was tough. Oh, really? I didn't think it was that bad, Sophie. If I'm being honest, but um, oh, we'll see when the grading. That's not what you were saying on seventh period on Friday. Well, I felt better after I had time over the weekend, fine, and fine. I defused, um, and I feel better about it. We'll okay, see, though. Great. He great. could be a really hard grader, and then if he is, then I won't like Mr. Kinsey. But if he grades the way I want him to, then he will be um, my favorite teacher. Um, so, Sophie, tell us what what else. Um, what else is new? We have one more really important thing to get to, but before we get to some music, what else you got for us? Well, a few days ago, it was the beginning of my most very favorite season, which is fall, and it's starting to look a little bit more like fall around here on Mercer Island. The leaves are starting to turn orange a little bit, like it's getting crisp in the morning, like when I when I go out to the driveway to to get in my car, the windows are, are kind of fogged up because it's cold, and I'm really starting to love it. So I've been seeing some signs of fall starting. How about you, Andrew? What have you been seeing? That, that I know fall? it's fall for one thing. When I get a notification that pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> are back at Starbucks, yes. and then I know PSLs. it is fall. And it, what's crazy is, yeah, it might be fall, but it's going to be 80, 77 That's true. It was for most yesterday. of the week, and I'm like, wearing like fall clothes. Yeah. I looked at the weather, bad mistake. What's tough is in the morning it's pretty cold as you said. Mm-hmm. So when we get to school, it's cold, but then by the time we're out it's 75. Right. And, and I'm it's dressed, hard to have to bring a sweatshirt to school in the morning and then like carry it around carry with you around. all day, so. Just just first world struggles. I know, it's just such a problem. It is such a problem. Anyway, we want to play an amazing song. We have Julia Sommerfeld, um hopefully Sommerfeld, yes. yes. Um she has produced a uh, uh, beautiful song. This mm-hmm. episode has been all about really showcasing what students can do, and there's no better way of showing what students can do than Julia's song, There mm-hmm. Is a Sound. She and is a student at Mercer Island High School in our seventh period radio class. She is. So yes. we're going to give this a listen, um, and we really hope you guys enjoy. There's a sound. There's a sun, it glitters up in the stars Never heard its sound, never reckoned it came from far But it goes like a melody and sounds so pretty Down in it. 
pretty song. Thank you so much, Julia. It is so amazing that you're able to do something like that. My singing would never do it justice (laughs) at all. Literally, just a beautiful song. It is sadly the 8 o'clock hour, so Breakfast on the Bridge might be coming to an end, but do you know what isn't coming to an end? What, Andrew? Breakfast, or not breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Music and conversation that spans generations. 